I had this crazy conversation the other day. Absolutely crazy. It was an epiphany. It was an epiphany. And I just had to share it on the podcast. I was like, oh my gosh, because looking back, 90% of women are doing this wrong and it doesn't have to be this way. And when the sister was describing to me and I gave her this crazy analogy that I want to share with you, you're going to be like, what in the world is she saying? But it makes so much sense. And then you'll be like, wait, is that me? Oh my gosh. It, it is going to be mind blowing. So let's do it. Let's go. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim. Come to you every week on topics that Muslims need to hear about. And this is no less because I feel like it might be a light bulb moment for some of you. I know it was for me when I realized that this is what women are actually thinking is true. And then the funny thing that is, and I had another conversation with another sister because I get to talk to so many of you on consultation calls. If you're not aware already, they're free. www.mindful-muslima.com. You can always go to the bio in my um, Instagram as well. But anyway, I was having this other conversation with this other sister who had realized the same thing and who had realized the same, another sister, same thing. So I said, oh my gosh, like we have to talk about this because is everyone actually thinking this? Is this what's really happening? Because I think we don't realize how much mindset plays the hugest role and if we could just change that your whole life could change in front of you I'm not even being like sarcastic or um you know playing with words like really really your whole life could change without you making the people or environment in a change by just what you believe in your heart in your head and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he does so much work on mindset in the Quran and most people don't realize so today we're going to dive in to this crazy conversation I had and I want to give you a bit of a message today because I believe that so much of the transformational journey that we want to fix ourselves, um, and to have the life that we really want to have and to actually be happy and all these things, um, is so much about the way we see things, perspective and mindset. And I'm going to give you a little window into a conversation that I had with the sister the other day so that you could see if you're having this and that you could like literally let go of that <laughs> complete mentality. So if you don't already know, right before I start, we have a couple things ending. I think our giveaway might have ended. Go over to Instagram, check it out. I was giving away my most famous course totally for free, Muslim Marriage Lab. Might be the last day. You can go check over my Instagram. Number two, book club is this weekend. Cannot wait to see all you ladies. Do not forget. We're on the next chapter. We actually slow down a bit. We're on chapter four or four and five. Inshallah ta'ala, we're going to dive right into like if sleep is your problem in productivity and like being tired and stuff all the time, we're going to talk about how to fix that. So you'll love that in the podcast. We're doing the Productive Muslim book. And last one is we have the workshop. This is the one that everybody's been signing up for. It's actually only like 10, eight, maybe eight or nine days away. This is the... Um, compatibility and questions workshop. You are not going to want to miss this. I am giving away things I have never given on how to um, find out if he's compatible and it's totally free. All right. I'll probably put the link below, but it's also again in the bio of my Instagram and it's always on my website, www.mindful-muslima.com. All right. Why am I not able to find a spouse? I wanted to bring this up to people because I feel like everything else in our life, whether you're not looking for marriage or you are looking for marriage, we like to like blame ourselves in the end. A lot of the time it's a process, right? Why am I not a great parent? Oh, 
Um, it's just because I suck at it. No, actually it's not. It's actually you just don't have the tools. Um, actually, what about this? What about that? Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he gives everybody this amazing opportunity. And what I wanted to do right before I dove in is I wanted to tell you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help is near. I want us to have a bit of, right before I kind of explain what's going on with the sister, I want to say first, it's our responsibility to attain knowledge. If we are unfamiliar with something, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, seeking knowledge is an obligation. So if you don't know how to be a parent, that there's a million books. There's podcasts. Like we do things inside of Thrive with Women. We have experts come on. Like you can learn. If you don't know how to find a spouse, that's why we do the podcast. That's why we do the workshops. That's why we have a full course. That's why, like, we're actually trying to make, I know like back in the day you could have said, hey, I don't know, there's no one here to teach me. We're trying to break the cycle here. And so there is. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the great news is, he promised to protect women and make things easy for us when we do the right thing. Listen to this in the Quran 2, uh, 257. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the wali of those who believe. And he brings them out from darkness into the light. In other words, for those of you, and it's connected to like what Abu Huraira said, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, um, it is the right upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help one who seeks to marry for the purpose of avoiding what is prohibited or haram. So in other words, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said he's going to jump in and make it easy for you if you are the one who believes and is trying to do this thing of avoiding haram. You know, subhanAllah. And if anyone pursues a path of in search of knowledge, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will then by make it easy for him, the pathway to paradise. So here's just another motivator for learning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to help you and he's waiting, but he just needs you to do a little bit of your part, right? Okay, great. So that being said, I want to just touch on this one story today that I want to share about this sister and this epiphany that was made. And if this sounds interesting to you, we're going to be talking about how to exactly fix this in the workshop on the 11th, February 11th. But you have to be registered now, so don't forget because we have a couple seats left, I think. But this is the one where I'm going to explain how to, how to fix this because this was huge. So if you can't currently find a spouse, it has nothing to do with your beauty. And this, and if, you, if you're married right now listening to this, I want you to flash back to when you were going to get married and that, that mentality you had then. I want you to, as a mom, if you're already married or a woman who's going to be a mother, understand that this is important for your daughters. If you're a divorced listening to this, you're not married, you're not looking for a spouse yet, but you're divorced and you kind of want to be married, I want you to listen to this and think about if this has to do with you. This is very applicable to all of us, but I think for the women who are going to look for marriage or the moms who do have to have daughters and look out for them, this is critical. This is going to be like mind-blowing about what is going on with us. Check this out. First of all, I just want to lay some ground knowledge for women who don't believe this about themselves. If you're not able to find a spouse, it has nothing to do with your beauty. Yeah, you who think I have to fix my nose and my eyes and my lips are not this. Yeah, you. Okay, nothing. It has nothing to do with your lovability. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he doesn't make mistakes. You're a great person. It, it is not because there's no good guys out there. I'm sorry. I have sisters who are finding them every day. They're in our school. They work with us. They find them. It's not because we're doing something special. It's not because they're doing something special. It's because they are out there. Then why, then why, why am I not finding them, right? Well, it has more to do with this. 
I'm going to give you this kitchen analogy and I'm going to talk about it in the workshop and I'm going to actually in the workshop share how to fix it. So this is this analogy that I gave to a sister the other day. She called me up on the phone and she was giving me the whole thing about how she was not beautiful. She was not lovable. There was not guys out there. She was doing that whole bit, which is why I started off right away. We're like, nope, actually it's not true. When I got deeper with her about what she's doing, it was all pretty mixed up. And that's why I started out giving her this kitchen analogy and I want to give it to you. Like, what does the kitchen have to do? You'll, you'll see. Okay. I want you to imagine, all right, that there is a beautiful banquet that you are cooking for. You're a cook, you're not a cook. Stay with me. <laughs> okay. Stay with me. There's, this is important. There's this banquet and this banquet is going to make or break the rest of your life. It's unfortunate. Sometimes life events happen through that, that important, right? And it's going to make or break like your happiness in terms of love. Okay. Now you have never learned the recipes for the, what you're going to cook in this banquet. You have never learned the techniques. It's a really important banquet, like I said, and it can determine the fate of the rest of your life. Okay. You've never learned the recipes. You do not know the techniques to cook these amazing, whatever it is, halal steaks and lobsters and whatever else it's going on there. Don't know this. And it's the hugest thing of your life. How do you feel? Hmm. Why? Why do you feel that way? Well, I, I don't know what to do. I don't have the tools to be successful, right? Now, imagine also, I'm, I'm making it a little bit layer deeper. Imagine also you're doing the cooking with only one arm, okay? You're missing a limb. It's just life, okay? And you're blind. And you're like, what, what in the world is she talking about? Where is she going with this kitchen analogy? It's going to make sense in a second. Promise. But I want you to envision it. It's really important. There you are in the kitchen with your beautiful chef scrubs, white hat, you know, and you're ready to go. Don't have the recipes. Don't, never taught you the technique of how to like medium rare or whatever. Like, no, have one arm and you're blind. Okay. How easy is it going to be for you to do the cooking? And you're like, girl, who does this? Like, what is with this analogy? Well, let me explain. Most of us are engaged in self-sabotage. Yeah, I'm going to go there. Okay. That is why I can say it often has nothing to do with your beauty, lovability, or there's no good guys. If we have not prepared to learn the critical things that give us success in life, parenting, it could be the same thing. It could be the parenting banquet. Right now I'm describing the marriage banquet. Okay. But it could be the parenting banquet. Oh, I can't be a good mom. I don't know what I'm doing. My mom didn't give me um, the best model. So I can't now self sabotage. If we're not prepared to learn the critical things that are going to give us success and we are not focused on being the best practicing versions of ourselves, how can we expect a great banquet? How can we expect a great outcome? Now, when I describe this kitchen analogy, you're like, of course, she's not going to have a good experience. Duh. But the irony, the ridiculous irony is the majority of women are making the same mistakes in another way. And they don't even see it that blatantly in their own life. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to spell it out right now, but you're like, Oh, this girl, you know, missing an arm. No, no, no. Like how'd she can do that? But yet we are missing so much and we're trying to do stuff every day. And when we don't succeed, we're like, Oh, I suck. Oh, the, is that what's really happening? Is it that you suck? Is it that you're not beautiful? Is that you're not lovable? Is that you're not a good mom? Is that you're not a, you're divorced and no one's going to want you? Is that really what's happening? Or is it something else? 
oh my goodness, if women could just see. I want you to get this because this could be pivotal for your mindset change for your life. Listen up. Now, I want you to imagine instead, and I'm going to explain the, the arms and the blindness in a second. I want you to imagine instead that you are in that kitchen and you have been taught the techniques, you have the recipes in front of you, and you've practiced them. And you got your other arm and you're not blind. Okay. You are prepared and you're a little excited because this might be fun because you're not nervous about screwing it up. Like you could be a little nervous still. Everybody's going to have a little butterflies. You know, even if you did all the best you could, you know, Olympic athletes, they got butterflies on the, on, you know, the day they go out and they run the race or whatever it is. That's just a normality, right? You're human. But the difference between someone who is in the first scenario and the second, not the same, same person, hold up, same person. Aha. First of all, what did you just notice about the difference of the two scenarios? The person didn't change. The banquet didn't change. Banquet's still coming. Guests are still coming. Everyone think all oh, your whole life bombardment is still coming. Scenario one, you are in a really bad position. And some of it, maybe I'll explain. Some, most of it is, is our fault. <laughs> Sorry. Um, spoiler alert. But the second one, that person took action and they did something and they're in a completely different position. That could be you in any scenario in your life. Let me explain. How do we change this entire experience? Well, are you better prepared? Are you better prepared? Who, okay, so let's explain first. Why don't I have the recipes and techniques in scenario number one? Because I never learned. What did I start off with? The fact that the prophet, peace be upon him, he said, learning is incumbent upon everyone. If you don't know how to be a good mom, why is that not a priority right now as you see your child peeling on the floor? I'm a mom. I have too many kids. It's crazy. I'm learning every day, right? And then I, I think I mentioned another podcast. My son has um, ADHD, so now I have to learn about how to do that. I, I, I didn't know how to do that because, you know, I didn't get the memo. Hey, your kid's going to have this scenario, that. And I have other moms. They have children with Down syndrome or they have children who have, um, you know, physical challenges. or this. You know, sometimes you have just a child that doesn't have these things and then you have this and that which is like, woo, just raising kids on, on, on a regular basis is hard, but then like on top of these additional challenges, it can be even harder, right? We have to learn, right? I don't know how to find a guy, so I'm just gonna like, you know, hope it works out. My parents are gonna help me out. I'm gonna use those apps. No, oh my goodness, please, right? I'm, I've been trying to like, you know, but the, just like the, our whole um, approach is very uninformed, if I could just be fair, all right? So, Here's the thing, deaf, not the blindness in the one arm. What's up with that? Here's the other layer of complexity. The other layer of complexity is this, and I've said something like this before on the podcast because I want to drive home on how much Allah wants to love you and help you. He does love you, but wants to help you and make your life easy, but we're self-sabotaging and making it hard. And he's just like, oh, she could just do what I ask or like, listen, I, I, I might actually help her. The frustration, right, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from his people, he talks about it in the Quran all the time. And may Allah make it easy for us, subhanAllah. The, the lack of the arm and the blindness, let me explain. When you do not follow Islam the proper way, when I do not follow Islam, this is not excluding myself, I'm trying to find a guy. I'm divorced, I'm first time, I'm whatever. And for the women who are married, I want you to listen because ask yourself, did you do this? 
Was this you back then? And you could have done better. Because when we get in the positions that we're in right now, we're like, oh, how did I get here? Must be my husband. It might be our husband. It might have something to do with ourselves. So let's be fair. We have to always look at ourselves before we look at our kids. Look at ourselves before we look at the neighbor. Look at ourselves before, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, hold yourself accountable before he holds you accountable. So like, keep that in mind, right? So here I am, one arm missing for the banquet, blind. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I've said this before on the podcast, do you think it's fair? That he helps the same Muslim who is practicing, who is listening to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is wearing hijab. And yes, hijab matters, sisters. Men don't, don't think you're practicing. Men think you're not serious. I mean, let's just be fair. They look at a woman with hijab without hijab. Do you think they look at them the same way? Uh, let's be real. Let's be real. I am wearing tight clothes. I'm wearing a lot of makeup. I'm wearing all that. You think the man going to look at you the same way he looked at the one she looked like she's practicing more seriously. And I'm not saying this in any judgment because you know we don't do that on the podcast here. I'm being real. Men look at us a certain way and size us up on how easy we are. I'm just, that's horrible how she's saying that. I'm telling you, that's how they think. I know because I have to deal with this too many times with women. Oh, this one she's practicing. Mm, this one she, her, her dad's not involved. Oh, this one, you know, I can play a little bit with this one. And let me tell you how I know. Have you seen how long they're on the apps with these women? Six months to a year, never ask them for marriage. You know how many women call me up? I'm on the Muslim marriage app of blah, blah, blah. He's just talking to me, talking to me, never marrying me. Okay, sis, you're talking to him alone and you're not covered and you're this and you're that. I'm trying to tell you this. Allah loves you. He wants to make it easy for you. You're praying on time, you're not praying on time. You're praying qayyam, you're not praying qayyam. The one who is striving and giving up the haram. Stop watching the TikTok. Stop watching the, the one who is doing and the one who is doing less. Do you think it's fair? He's al-adil. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the judge. Do you think it's fair for him to help them the same? No. Let's be, would you, that would be unfair, right? Wouldn't you be mad if you were the one doing tahajjud and you were the one, you know, doing all the prayers on time and he helps some, some other sister who doesn't do anything? who sits on a night at 11 p.m. watching uh, TikToks and, and not even having any salah from the day, would you want her or, or late the whole day or missing some and going to do them tomorrow and then never happens? Would you feel it's fair that you put all this effort and Allah subhanahu even like, why am I putting all this effort for? I could just like sit up all night and do nothing because if that's what happened. So Allah's not like that. He's going to give you more if you do good. So the one who's in the kitchen without the arm, both the blindness, guess what? They're struggling in their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they didn't bring their whole ability to the table. They're missing the barakah. They're missing the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from basic things they could have, but they deny themselves self-sabotage. So you were never schooled on it and you didn't learn. And now you're not exactly in a good position with Allah. And you want to know why the banquet might not pop off as a success. You might want to know why you can't find a guy or guys are playing with you. You want to know why? Do you see what I'm talking about? How common sense, now you're like, yeah, well, duh, well, you know. Yeah, is that common sense? However, how many women are doing it? They're not fixing their relationship with Allah first. Like, I'll do that later, you know. After I get married, I find this guy, we're going to be together, and I'm going to have a nice family, I'm going to fix my Islam. That's, that's, that's not how it works. It's now. I tell women the two times you don't play with your relationship with Allah. You should always be good with Allah, but let's, let's be real. We're human, right? We make mistakes, blah, blah, blah. 
Two times you don't play with it is when you're trying to get divorced, you're trying to make a decision. So to my women who are in that position right now, close to Allah, you need the farasa, you need like the clear sight from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make decisions. That's why you're wishy-washy. You're gray, right? I don't know. Should I pick him? Should I pick him? Should I get divorced? Should I not get divorced? What about the kid? Because you're gray. You're not in sharp mind. Allah will make it clear what to do if you're close to him. Subhanallah. I've experienced this. Many women. So I have explained these types of things to women. And I've had many instances where women then were in that position. They were like, bad banquet was about to happen. We put the pause. Because a lot of women, they come to the school that we have, right? And we teach women. And I cannot tell you countless women, ridiculous change. And what, what do they look like after they've prepared themselves for the banquet, right? After they've actually come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and found the right thing to do to find a spouse, right? What is the difference? They say to me, I am confident now. Now I know what to do. And I realized the whole time I was picking all the wrong guys. I realized the whole time I didn't even know myself. I realized the whole time my parents were telling me this and that was correct and that was not correct. I realized the whole time all my friends are doing it wrong and I'm hanging out with them and now I realize that's why I'm not finding anybody. I realized I was talking to guys like this and I should have been talking to guys like that. I realized I was asking them this question but I should have asked them that question. Now I know. Now I'm confident. Now I'm ready. Let's go. That's the difference of knowing and not knowing. And that's the result of taking it serious. So if something like that is something you want, you want to feel that confident. And if you're a married woman, you're not looking for a spouse. Do you not need that for your daughter? That's what I'm saying. We got to break this generational cycle of the way we were married, right? So whether you're looking for a spouse, you're divorced and you're thinking about it, find out about how to be prepped for the banquet. That's what we're doing on February 11th. And she'll totally free, totally free workshop. Um, and inshallah ta'ala, I'm only going to do it maybe once this year. I'm going to be honest because I'm really busy. <laughs> but um, if you haven't already signed up, I'll put the link below. Love you all for the sake of Allah. But I want you to know, you in that kitchen, you could change that experience. Parenting, spouse seeking, whatever. We didn't change the banquet. We didn't change. We didn't swap out the person. We just swapped out the way they approached the banquet. Yes? All right. Have a great weekend, ladies. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.